The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Good morning, Cowboys Nation, wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this. Thank you for joining us. This is The Break. No, I am not Derek Eagleton. No, I don't know what episode number this is, nor do I care. Yeah. Um, Our two bosses just decided not to come to work today, so mm. uh, I am joined in the studio by, well, a- Amber Garcia holding it down. 50% of our cast is here. Joined... By the lovely Brian Broadus, who agreed to come in and salvage our show today with yeah. half of our cast sitting out. Thank you for joining us, my man. I feel like He's I'm in the big guy for two guys. Yeah, that's okay. kind of what I'm. You know, that's kind of the approach I've taken today. How are y'all doing? Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was a good start. Sing. That was a good thing. Good start. Tiny Feliz Jim. cumpleaños. Feliz cumpleaños. Tiny that's what I was gonna, yeah. <laughs> One more time. One more Tiny time. Tiny there, there we go. Okay. Yes. <laughs> It is my, oh God, Kelsey Charles! <laughs> so happy birthday from Kelsey too. It is. It is my birthday. I'm Demarco Murray, years old. Thank y'all. Yeah. Not. Not what we're here for, though. We're here to talk about Cowboys football. I'm gonna do the Derek thing real quick, Brian. We're gonna hit on some injury stuff real quick. David Irving did not practice yesterday. Ooh. Still dealing with his concussion. How worried are you about that? Yeah, I think that we've all kind of learned. I know Ambar and I did our our. Uh, periscope yesterday and we were talking about that and you know it's one of those things where if you know you say okay he's doing things on the side well let's see if in practice today the the pattern for them has been you practice then we'll see how you are the next day and then you go from there and now if you know now we're into the mode of if he doesn't do anything today that takes him into Friday and I I don't know when it when it's been the two days in a row thing We've seen it with Jeff Heath. We saw it last week with him, uh, with uh, with David Irving. I'm I'm a little bit skeptical if he, if he's going to play. So today is a huge huge day for him, and I think they need him. I really really do. They're they're trying to figure out now what to do, you know, at that three technique. Ross moving guys around in there. Is it you know Neil? I mean, who who is going to be that guy? I reserve the right to be wrong. I'm wrong all the time. But I have kind of our profession. It's true. When I mean, when you talk for an hour every day for a living, you're not going to be right about everything, right? Sure. I I have an inkling like he's going to do something today. The practice. Yeah. Okay. If that's the case, if if that's the case, then you know all all your bets are off. But yeah. th- this is one of those ones that surprised me because I don't really know. I'm well, asking people when and, it happened. And he well, he had the long weekend, you know, that yeah. happened in on, on a Thursday night. He had the long weekend and I'd hate to make light of a head injury, but you would think that the extra time off would help him out in that regard. Oh, I, I absolutely do, but I just I worry about like I say, show me practicing today. Yeah. And, I, and, and because if he doesn't practice today, if he shows up as a DNP or limited, I, you know, tell me what point limited is. Is it is it taking one rep per 8? Yeah. You know, don't be that guy. I'm holding out hope that he gets out there today. Okay. And if he doesn't, we can revisit this. Need him to play in this game. I I agree with you yeah. with this offensive line. Yeah. Um Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins both didn't practice, but we're into a we're into a routine with them, right? 
Yeah, I mean, we were talking about that yesterday, Brian and I, and that's one of the things that now it's, at first it was worrisome, like you sure. were concerned, but at this point, after seeing how it's been week by week, you begin to see, okay, maybe that's just what they're doing. And at least for Lyle Collins, he's been good so far, and that hasn't really affected his way of playing, and so yeah. hasn't. I was, was going to ask you about that. Are, are you surprised how well Collins has played I am. Without practicing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, unbelievably so. I mean, he's, it's not like he's playing against slappies. He's playing against some legitimate. And you, and you even we put the list together on, yesterday. On, on Twitter. Yeah. And, I, you know, and to me, I'm thinking, God, this guy needs to practice. He's got to know the assignments. He's got. But you know what? I think my discussion we had on our show yesterday was about the fact that he's playing next to Zach Martin, I think helps. Yeah. If you were playing next to a guy that wasn't any good, you know, and all of a sudden you're not practicing. And now I think there's times where, where Zach Martin helps him. Maybe if there was a little bit of a mess, he can kind of clean up the mess. Where if he had a guy that a little bit less of, you know, it, say you had uh, uh, John Jerry for the, you yeah. know, for the, you know, for the uh, New York Giants playing in there. Yeah. And then maybe it's a little bit more like, boy, he needs a practice. You know, what's amazing to me is uh, not too long ago, we were talking about this guy trying to kind of get used to the position well, and being right able that. to play well and consistent. Yeah, you're right. And now he's not even practicing and he's still doing great. Jason Garrett doesn't want to hear me say this, but like maybe he just shouldn't practice because he looks awesome out there <laughs> without any practice time. I mean, he's going against JPP and Olivier Vernon and Ryan Kerrigan. I'm going to walk to the edge here with you guys. I'm going to walk to the edge and stand and look over the edge. Is he one of your top three offensive linemen? Ooh. Has he, has he been playing – as one of your top three of the five guys. Ooh. Yup. All right. Oh. And Scott's something to say. I don't know if I can follow you there yet. I know Tyron Smith, this is probably. I'm loving what she's saying about she. Hey, he's playing well. And, you, and you're in your name. You're he's definitely getting up there. I, yeah. He's like right there on the line. This has been a down season for Tyron. He's battled injuries. Yeah. He's been called for holding five times. Yeah. He negated a big touchdown against, uh, what was it, L.A. against yeah. the Chargers. I still, I still think he's a better player than Lyle right now. And just, that's not just, a knock on Lyle. Again, just through this season, what you've seen so far. St- yeah, I still, I stand by that. Lyle, I was trying to draw you guys off sides, no, and I couldn't do it. No, come on. Couldn't do it. Okay. Um, just kind of seeing the level of where you're at. I now know. Here's a phrase that really scares me. Uh, it's James Hanna DNP with a yeah. knee. Yeah. With a knee specifically. Because that's been an issue for him. I don't honestly. I apologize. I don't have a whole lot of info about it. He's the classic guy that Jason Garrett's not going to give you in for in, injury information unless you ask, ask for it. You got to ask. Well, we, we didn't know James Hanna had a problem until he didn't show up for practice yesterday. Right. So that's something that we're going to keep an eye on going forward this week. I don't have a big update for you other than that. Was that one play? <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, yeah, no he made he, a hell he, of a that, catch. That was a heck of a catch. He made a great yeah. catch. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this though: Are you? Do you feel better about about Jeff Swain as a blocker as opposed to what you have with James Hanna? From what you got, I mean, you guys are there every day. You're in the middle of all that. You're watching these games. Am, am I crazy? And I don't mean this as a knock on Jeff Swain. I don't think he's had a bad year, but I thought he was better last year. He stood out more, like he, more play, better plays. He he was more of a part of it. It seemed like like you you saw his contributions a little bit more. He had those boot actions. I'll never. I mean, the fourth down against Washington. Washington that's I mean that that's the number yeah. one play in his highlight reel to this point in his career. I would think. Oh, she'll tell you though that you watched the toss sweep. 
you know, the toss sweep that they had yeah. that scored with they scored with Rod Smith, who yeah. who crashed the yeah. who, who no, got there and crashed down inside. I think he's a very underrated player for this team. I, I do. I think Jeff Swaim is one of those guys. And here we're having tight end talk, but it brings into what Hannah. Sure. Well, I don't. I don't feel terrible about James Hannah not practicing, knowing what I know about what I think I can get from Jeff Swain. And 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 that and I know we had a he had a great catch the other day. That was a, a great extend catch. Sure. But how many times have we said, Oh, they threw the ball to Hannah again? And, and it's incomplete. And it's oh, it's you know, I mean, but they don't throw him the ball. And you could say the same thing now about Jeff Swain if you yeah. want to make an argument. I don't know that and again, I'm not trying to knock anybody, but I don't know that the drop off from Witten Hannah Swain to Witten Swain Jarwin is like something that's gonna sink them. You know what I mean? Like I think that I think you can get by. It'll that. sink you if you don't block that well, sure. Khalil Mack, and that's your plan. Yeah. No, yeah. well, we just talked about it. Lyle's got that. He's going to yeah. hold it down all by himself. <laughs> it's fine. I would kind of look for Maybe give him a little bit of help. I'd look for a little help over on that side. This just kind of being on your show, I'll give you a little insight, a little help. That's some next-level insight right there. Yeah. you got to block Khalil Mack. Gotta, yeah. <laughs> that's, not, <laughs> that's not next level at all. Um, all right, I'm going to switch gears. I know Bryce Butler was a DNP. Yeah. He wasn't even active on on Sunday. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll see how he goes as the week goes on. But I want to talk to you. We did Oakland's offense yesterday, but I want to talk to you about Amari Cooper. Yeah. We don't know if he's going to play. Looked limpy in that uh, KC game. He looked very limpy. He's got a bad ankle. Uh, like I mean, we're not going to know until the week goes on a little bit more. But tell me, like, why? why what's going on with they, him? They are not catching the ball well. That group is not catching the ball as a whole. I think that has been a big, big issue. You know, you think the Cowboys, if we were on uh, talking Raiders or the Raiders break or whatever, we'd be talking about why these receivers not catching the football. I mean, that's a big, big issue for these guys. You watch the ball going down the field. The Cowboys need to make this a contested game. They need to make this a contested game with the, with the Oakland receivers. Don't give them any free access. Don't let them uh, drive on ball. Don't let them do anything – to get their hands on football because every play that I've seen so far that they've had drops on, a lot of it has been contested stuff. You just can't teams that have got to the Raiders receivers. It's been contested footballs. That's made them drop the ball. What do you, what do you attribute this to? It's, I, I think the parallels are really interesting. We talked about this before. I mean, these are arguably based on the expectation and where we're at now, maybe the two most disappointing teams in the NFL. I think you could throw the Buccaneers in there. Yeah, too. that's and now point. and now with the way the Denver Broncos started and what Good they point. are now, that's another one of those disappointing teams. But you agree with my overall point? Oh, absolutely, I do. So, and another similarity: these wide receiver cores are not having great seasons. No, they're not. We can talk about it for the Cowboys. I mean, we've hit on a lot of those issues: separation, quarterback accuracy. That's. And you're telling so you're telling me these Oakland receivers just can't beat coverage. No, they've they've really they've struggled. They have. I mean, you you watch what Kansas City was able to do to them, and even to the Giants to a point. You know, they 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 contested a lot of footballs. And I was going to ask Ambar about this because we always talk about the young secondary. Can can this defense make contested plays with what you've seen, guys from? Cheeto and Lewis. I, 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 I'm a little iffy on Scandrick going this weekend, by the way. Yeah, oh, we didn't even hit Yeah, you didn't him. mention him. But I wanted to ask they'll you about <laughs> – what's that? I said they'll be fine. She threw a little bit of shade, old 32s. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I mean, I've liked what I've seen from the rookies so far. And yeah. they've done a good job. Yeah, they haven't Proud been perfect. Shade, by the but way. <laughs> they've done a good job. And 
it, honestly, you don't have anything better than that. So Yeah, so, okay, we feel good, though, that you can go out and make contested plays in this game. These dudes, and when I say these dudes, I mean Cheeto and Jordan and Xavier, like, they made plays on the ball on Sunday af- on yeah. a- afternoon. I always want to say night, but they yeah. played at noon. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Lewis con- contests everything that comes his way. Cheeto made the play that led to the Sean Lee interception. Contested ball inside, too, yeah. Maybe it should have been a flag, but he broke up that pass down the sideline where he kind of launched himself. I think yeah. I think he kind of got away with one a little bit, but it didn't get called, so it counts as a good play in my book. Yeah. I'm I'm intrigued and excited about what I see from those guys in the sense that they they do those types of things where they're making plays on the ball in the air. They haven't done it yet, but I could see them reading a route and maybe jumping a ball. Like how how long has it been since we saw a Dallas cornerback like jump a route? Yeah. I, knock I like one to, down. Yeah. yeah. Don't let the ball get inside. That's I'd how like I about see, see, I want to ask you real quick, though, too, about that, that whole thing, though, you know, playing routes and stuff like that. Would it surprise you, though, if they tried to get Anthony Brown more involved, say, in some slot stuff instead of Woods? Are you OK? You're obviously OK with what you've seen with the majority of the things. But if you had to pick one thing out, do you worry about Woods playing in the slot? I don't think Woods has been bad. But I don't know that I've seen. Do you trust him? It hasn't looked so amazing that I'm just comfortable. Like he's just shutting people down. Right. Yeah. And honest, I mean, I think he's a safety. And he he just doesn't. Obviously, he's got quick twitch and athleticism. I mean, he's an NFL defensive back. But he's not as fast or as quick as Anthony Brown is. I don't think. I mean, I think Anthony Brown's skill set fits that a little bit better. See, I think they're in that mode, Ambar, where they're going to think about do we see? Do we see? Okay. Do we need to get Anthony Brown on the field? Do we need to get his confidence back? You know, and is playing the slot going to get his confidence back? And is he a better option in the slot than Xavier Woods? I would, I would guess it's probably about the same right now. But I'm in, I'm 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 into seeing what he can. I do. feel like I've seen more noticeable mistakes from Anthony Brown. Over the course of the year, yeah, yeah but oh, I would. She's not wrong. I would argue that's though, why he's trying to find a spot right now. You're right he, about that. I would argue that he's been on the field more than Xavier. Sure, he has. True. And so, I mean, the larger your sample size, especially right. at defensive back, the lar- the larger chance you're going to mess up. I know you got to get to a break. Something here. Oh, we, got, we got okay. A few minutes. Short leash, long leash. Now, what you've seen with has your opinion of those guys gone from a short leash to okay? We need Scandrick out there. We need. You know, we need Brown out there. You know, is it for the young guys? Is it a longer leash now? This is this is a really, I don't want to say fun, but it's an interesting spot for the secondary for me because I, I think everybody's got a long leash. Because I mean, the season is already well. But man, you are hinging on being in the playoffs potentially. You are, but it, it's not like there's somebody else that's this massive upgrade. You oh, know? she she said that. That's exactly what she said. Exactly. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It, Orlando Skandrick has had a good season, but I don't, I'm, he's not going to make the Pro Bowl. And your safeties, you know, you're shuffling your safeties. You, you basically... You is that the bigger question? I, I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is just that I want to see these young guys because we've, we've, seen, we've seen what the rest of this looks like. And to this point, the young guys, they haven't been amazing, but they haven't been so bad that they just don't belong on the field. You right. Like throw but you're not thinking about drafting a corner right. at... Whenever you draft, throw these guys into the fire, like the whole cliche, iron sharpens iron, like let them harden up in the fire. And hopefully when they're done playing this month, you can look at them as a strength of your team going into 2018. Whether you make the playoffs or not, you can sit back and say, man, 
we got about six DBs that we really feel like can play. Were you on board with them letting go of all their defensive backs last year to play these kids? Well, I mean, at the beginning of the season, it was very concerning. We all know how bad the secondary was. Uh, and yeah. it's finally getting to that point where, to me personally, I think I'm really seeing some true improvement and yeah. something that gives me hope moving forward. And we just had to wait for these rookies to right. get healthy. They just had, you know, those hurdles along the way. That's the point. At the beginning of the season. The hurdles and the health. Yeah. They had to get over the hurdles, but they had to have their health. It's a shame it happened so late in the year. Yeah. But I mean, I mean they're still playing. I mean, they're still playing for a shot, but it, it's a shame that they couldn't, in week three, after the Denver debacle, just say, hey, this is what we're going to do. I would argue that, I mean, the secondary isn't the reason why this team is where it is, though. You know? I, well, I'd be an interesting to hear where you're going with this. I, I mean, <laughs> it, I, but the run defense more than anything else, and then the inconsistency. But that's with Sean Lee, without Sean Lee, hasn't huh? it been? Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Sean Lee, Anthony Hitchens, you've missed both of them for stretches of the season. Yeah. I, I mean, this team hasn't, like, gotten torched, really, in the passing game by anybody other than maybe Aaron Rodgers. How about Phillip Rivers? Well, okay, yeah, that's... That was a nightmare. You got, you got me there. Yeah. That, was, that was a nightmare. <laughs> quote our friend Rowan Cabot. You got me. You got me. <laughs> I don't... It, ha, it, it hasn't been this theme. Like, if you... 2013, you can look at the second oh. and say, oh, my God, yeah. that was a disaster. Yeah. This, it's been up and down. Uh, but like I said, I'm excited to see where it stands when these guys have had a chance to play the whole month of December and, and get some games. You you, your playoff lives might be in those kids' hands. Okay. Cause, what, no time like the present to get some experience. Yeah, exactly. like I, it's not like it's not like there's you know Barry Church isn't on the sideline. He's in Jacksonville, so like you don't have a better option anyway. You might as well yeah. see what these guys got. Yeah, what was Sean Lee listed at on injury yesterday? Sean Lee uh, he, limited. I think he was limited, but I think that's more like him being Sean Lee. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's maintenance. Yeah, maintenance. I mean, he took a series off in the game for maintenance. Yeah. he's. I think we're gonna put. I think they're putting him in the same boat as. As uh, Co Collins and Tyron. Yeah, they're, just, they're not going to practice them on Wednesday. And like, okay, let's get Thursday. I, I mean, I know Jason Garrett's for practice, but I am in favor of that. I think. And Sean hard. Lee's one guy I am not worried about seeing him not practicing during yeah. the week. Like, I'm okay. If you oh. want to sit down, Sean, sit down. Yeah, you absolutely. deserve it. Absolutely. I trust you. Take Wednesday off. Take Thursday, too, if it's going to help you play better. Dang, you are, you are going at it. All right, we got to <laughs> take our first break. This is the Dave, Amber, and Brian show. We're going to dab on y'all for the rest of this hour. How about that? Uh, we'll be back on the other side it can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters you search how to build savings you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller that's why bank of america built bettermoneyhabits.com a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions full of simple videos and tips better money habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up to learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas and football, silver and blue. 
shotgun formations, and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. Oh, the lead-in guy said it for me. I was about to say we're back on the break, but that's redundant at this point. Joined by Amber Garcia, Brian Broadus, I'm David Hellman. Thanks for being with us here on this beautiful Thursday. Brian, this is my favorite part of the show because... Because you don't have to do it today? Derek always makes me scout the opposition. Yeah. I got a a newfound respect for you, my guy, because it's it's hard work. Like, you got to watch the tape and figure out formations and all sorts of other crap it's a lot of stuff and yeah. I, I want you to do it for me today so you're interested huh give me a just start start us off i'm going to ask you a few questions after that but start us with a brief overview of just what we're looking at with this oakland defense yeah they, they've had their share of struggles the, the problem that you know we the giants last week they had the rushers the, the secondary was bad similar situation to what's going on right now with the raiders they, they, they don't do a very good job of denying people in routes but what you have to be leery of what they do is their pass rush. You have to be worried about Khalil Mack. You just cannot let him take over a game. He's going to play primarily over uh, over Lyle Collins. They'd like to move him around. You know, uh, when you talk about him, Bruce Irving, this is another team. Again, we've seen it now. It's been a trend the last four weeks with teams having two legitimate pass rushers. Mm-hmm. So your hope is that Tyron Smith can take – can take Bruce Serving out of the game and don't have to worry about him, but they will do something where they put Bruce Serving and then Khalil Mack on the same side of the field, and they'll try and wreck your scheme of maybe, okay, we're going to slide the line this way or we're going to single this, double that. So you just have to be alert about, okay, where is gonna, where's 52 and 51 on the field, and are they together? You know, that's where the identification needs to, to take place. But the pass rush is their best weapon, when it comes to uh, – because they don't create any turnovers. This team just does not get any turnovers, and that's a, that's a, been a huge problem. Now, it's good to hear. Watching the Giants game, Khalil Mack, they got down into the – they got down in the red zone. Giants are trying to score right before the half. Geno Smith drops back, and what happens? They blow the protection, and then here comes Khalil Mack around the edge. Tomahawks the ball out of Geno Smith's hands. Raiders recover, ball going the other way. Yeah. You know, everything bad's happened to you. Here you have a chance to score, and then you just they, – but they don't. They don't create turnovers. They, they don't intercept the ball. They don't get – you know, that was a fumble, sack fumble. But that's the thing I would be worried about, though. If you get in a situation where you do have breakdowns on your offensive line. But you have to feel good about the way this offensive line has played the last – You do. Weeks, you right? do. I mean, and, again, we talked about – I think Ambar made a really good point about the way Collins has played – I tried to get you guys to say he was the third best offensive lineman. That that tells me right there, you're like, no, no, no. You still have Tyron Smith. You still have Travis Frederick. You still have Zach Martin. But I don't think it's, 
I I still don't think he's one of the best three, but like he's playing at a level where like well no I was just to trying to but but you kind of told me there's three other guys yeah. so yeah. there's four guys and then throw in what Jonathan Cooper's been able to do I, I think that for the most part you know I thought they did a nice job against the Giants last week there were more pocket passes last week than what we've seen so I just think this week you're going to see a little bit more help with Lyle Collins uh, when we get into that twelve personnel one back two tights thirteen personnel one back three tight ends, I think you're going to see a little bit more of that. I think they're going to make Khalil Mack run the hump a little more, yeah. try and keep him a little bit wider. That's what I really worry about. I don't worry about their secondary in particular. I don't think Dexter McDonald and I don't think Sean Smith are going to do anything to scare me. Like I say, you know, they, they drafted the kid Conley. Uh, yeah, Garen he's Conley. on IR, right? He's on IR. They, and he was one of those guys that they were really, really hopeful you know that we when we saw him, Dave, last year on the draft show, we thought he was one of the best cornerbacks in the in the draft, mm-hmm. and so here he is on IR. So they're struggling in the secondary. Reggie Nelson, Carl Joseph was a guy they drafted in uh, 2016 as the first round pick, though. You know, he's a guy that has not really lived up to the big hit promise Which, that he was. So there were two. There were two. Keanu Neal was the other one, right? Keanu Neal is playing like. A gangbuster. Yeah, Tom Dimitrov got the right guy, and so which you know, I think of them to get like I think of them in the same thought, basically. Right, but you're telling me Joseph has not been. Joseph has not been as good as Neil. That 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 has been factual. Is it? So I don't I don't remember the exact date, but the Raiders actually fired their defensive coordinator midseason for right. Cowboy Ken Norton right. Jr. Right, John Pagano now. Yeah. Did you go? Did you go back far enough to watch any games when Norton was still? There? I just, I kind of, I figured without the Norton being three. there that they were. That's you know, fair. That they just kind of do see what the scheme was. I here. get. Well, the reason I bring it up is if you had asked me like a month ago about Bruce Irvin, I would have said he's having he's having a disappointing time. In sure, Oakland, but he's caught on in these last few games. He has, and that's the thing about it. That's that's where I worry because to me, if the Cowboys are going to have problems in this game, I think there's a couple of things you have to look at. And actually, in matchups today, I wrote about Navarro Bowman, mm-hmm. the middle linebacker for the Raiders. I, I boy, Navarro Navarro Bowman here would have been. You just couldn't get him to leave the Bay Area. He's a family guy. He's got his kids. You, you know. think they could have backed up a Brinks truck? I, I would have tried. I would have tried. But, you know, you're talking about a guy with some injuries. But he's a guy. They're going to have to account for him in this game. If you're going to want to run the football, you're going to have to account for Navarro Bowman. If you remember the San Francisco game, not this year, but last year, mm-hmm. Dallas was struggling running the football. Really weren't getting anything going on offense. Then Bowman goes out of the game. All of a sudden, then the gates open up. Same type of player. If – Travis Frederick and the inside guys, Cooper and, and also Martin, they, they can't allow him to just run. It, it would be very similar to what the Giants did last week with Sean Lee. You know, if you don't block him, if you don't get a hat on him, if you don't take care of him, he's capable of making every single tackle. So that's where you're, you know, in the middle. Watch that. Here you got these guys screaming the edges. Now you got a guy that can play the middle as well as he does. That's, that's a problem. So – We've we've given a lot of love to their pass rush and clear. I mean, if Navarro Bowman Bowman, but the secondary has been which awful. I want to I want to zone in on that. Which of these matchups do you like for the Cowboys when you're just thinking about how you think it's going to play out? I mean, is this which I mean we've been looking for this all year and haven't really seen it. But is this a Des game? This is could this be. I think game? I think this is a De- I think this is a Des game as far as you know maybe a seven for. 
maybe a seven for 80 something kind of a game, you know, find a way. I think there's some routes that I think they're going back again, not going back. They're going to keep hitting the slant routes. They're going to keep hitting the digs, the deep ends, things like that. Things where he can come inside and separate. They need him to win right off the line. That's what we're, that's where, that's where he's at his absolute best when he can win right off the line. When he does that, then you have a chance. I don't think McDonald or Smith, Smith is probably the better of the two to have to make the coverage on him. They got this Travis Carey who will play the nickel. He's like kind of listed as a starter, but he's really more of a nickel player. But that that could be a win for you right there with Bees. I don't see a dynamic I don't see any dynamic players in that secondary. Yeah. And that and that's a little bit like what the Giants had last week. You had one dynamic player landing Collins and then everybody else were pretty much slappies. Which not that the <laughs> great I mean, choice of words right there. I I hear Everything that you're saying and stuff, but again, it's one of those things. Not like the Cowboys wide receivers have been dynamic. Yeah. Either. No, that's so that's it's, fair. It's like mm-hmm. it doesn't. Yeah, it matters that the, their secondary is not good. But when you look at the plays, and good thing that we saw Des making some plays towards the end of the second half of the game against New York. But again, we've seen those plays where yeah, the corner is there, but it's still not because of the corner covering him. It's more because oh. He dropped the ball, or he yeah. couldn't catch it, or no, you know. I get in, she, she's absolutely right. I get in that argument with people all the time, where they're like, "Well, their secondary is not any good." And I'm like, "You watch these thirteen games; <laughs> yeah. like, our receivers aren't very good either." Yeah. So let's. I, I think she makes a great point in that because again, the Cowboys can't come out of this game. I, to me, I don't. Anytime long yardage, third down, you know, you don't want to get in that. The, the thing that the thing that without Ezekiel, and then again, this is only for one more week, you know. That 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 down in distance of second and nine, you know, or second and ten, you know, and then all of a sudden you throw an incomplete, and then it's third and ten. You just don't want to get in. You don't convert a lot of those. Some some teams are capable of it, and some teams aren't. Dallas is one of those teams that doesn't play very well at third and ten. They just don't do it. And, and it's to Amber's point that when you get receivers that get contested plays, we, we you know we talk about the Raiders receivers. The Cowboys are in the same boat. We've seen the ball clang off Terrence Williams when you throw at a contested ball. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we've seen Cole Beasley lose a ball in the sun. We've seen things happen to these receivers that that we didn't see last year, and that that's that's a detriment to this offense. Does does the I don't want to say the emergence, but yeah, does the breakout of Rod Smith against New York do anything for you? I I don't. I'm not expecting it to change the way that they approach this. Yeah. But having seen what he can do, does that change how you want to what do you, play this thing at all? What do you think? I mean, you, 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 you know, do you think they change? Do you think I don't they, think so. It I doesn't mean, sound like this coaching staff. Yeah, I don't see I, – I would imagine them starting Alfred Morris again yeah. and just kind of doing what they've been doing, rotating yeah. in. She's right. You both but. are right. To me, you're both right. It's Coaches hate change. They, they, everybody's like, well, gosh, play, start Rod Smith. Start, yeah, start him. Go ahead and start. You know, no, coaches don't think that way. They're thinking, okay, what have we had success doing on first and second down? And even though Rod Smith has had some really some – I think that was the first game that we saw of Rod Smith that reminded us of the preseason. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was on our show, uh, you know, with, with uh, you know, talking about that, I was like, for the six weeks that Zeke was gone, I was screaming, give me the mean, nasty SOB guy. Whoever that guy is, give me that guy to tote the ball for six weeks. I need to have my offense be physical. I need my running game to get going. I need to establish things. And I kind of thought Rod Smith was that guy. And then he kind of cream puffed me. 
for a couple of times, a couple of games where I was like, I hear you. Ah, stop running like that. You know, run a little better. You know, and then I think last week against a, a giant defense that, you know, the front four is very capable, but we saw better vision. We saw better cuts. We saw more physical runs. You know, you're going to need that in this game. You need, you need to find a way to kill the Raiders' will to compete. And the way the Cowboys do that is with their offense. I wonder if they think of Rod Smith as their closer. Like, we got we got a sturdy, like, veteran guy who can get us through the first seven innings in Alfred Morris and then send in the 6-3 tank guy who, you know, you don't want any part Have of Have they him. used him like that in five games? I thought they used him like that against New York. I mean, no, no, but I'm saying for the five for the five games since Zeke's been gone, I I don't think they started using him enough until probably the Washington game. I don't have yeah, stats in front of me, yeah. but he wasn't and, and, getting the and, work. And that's I to thought. her. That's to her point. Why wouldn't coaches not switch? I I mean, see, that's what we we get into. We talk about this every day, but on the other side of the building, they're thinking. We're going to run Alfred. We're going to run Alfred. Okay, let's put Smith in. We're going to run Alfred. You know, you're, you're kind of like going, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Put the guy in that, you know. But we've seen when Alfred has gotten going, then they put Rod. Like, we've seen those scenarios. It's like. W- no rhyme or reason. We are like, why don't they make the switch? But then they make a switch and it's like, okay, why are you making the switch now? So. These are the same like, guys that. Yeah. These are the same guys that take Zeke off the field, you know, once a half for yeah. Alfred or put yeah. Lance Dunbar in there in a team yeah. situation. Right. I don't know. Right. Doesn't make sense. No, you're f- you're right. You're right. You're gonna be- you're gonna have to be able to move the ball against these guys, and teams have, teams have. You, but you've got it. You've got to figure out a way. I worry more about. I worry about their pass rush. I do. I worry about that a lot, because again, could could, you know, let's hope not. Could we see the one bad game? Yeah. From you know, it only it, takes one. Yeah, we saw what happens in Atlanta when a pass rush takes over the game. It's a disaster. Let me ask you a real football 101 question. I'm not, I'm not always the expert I paint myself to be. Why don't more teams do what you're talking about here with Irvin and Mac coming from the same side, especially if you think you have a favorable matchup? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know that. Just to, to give, me, up, give up yeah. on Tyron Smith and yeah. go try to get I, together. And you know what? That, that happened last week in the game, if you remember, because, because what they did was they took Olivier Vernon and they put him on yeah. – they put him on Lyle Collins' side. He started the game. Jason Pierre-Paul played basically a half over on the on the on the right side, and Olivier Vernon, who they feel like is their best pass rusher, went up against Lyle Collins. I think that's why Ambar was thinking this guy played pretty well. This guy, man, I, Olivier Vernon didn't really, you know, he kind of held him held him in check. So yeah, that's, it just seems like it makes sense. Yeah, no, but you know, teams teams will scheme you that way. They, they you know, why try? They, a team that does that, like a New England, will do that. New England will take their best players and put them next to each other. So the best, the best coach team, yeah, but, the Eagle do that. Well, see, from but time that's what I'm saying. You've got it. To, to me, I always look at matchups. Who is your worst player? I'm going to attack that guy. Yeah. I'm going to make you. I'm going to make you change. And then if you change, then I'm going to go attack another guy. But I'm figuring out that goes back to your adjustments. It's not all about okay, we're going to play more zone, more man. No, who is your worst guy out there? And, I, and I'm not going to cover your worst receiver. But whoever your best receiver and tight end is, I'm going to, ma- I'm going to cover them all day. That's so how I, I do it. In, the, in that vein, who are you going after? I mean, if you're the coach scheme. I'm know. going after Dexter McDonald in the secondary. Boom. Yeah. Number 23. I'm going after Dexter McDonald. Left cornerback. Yeah. Whoever number 23 is, find him. Feed Dez. Feed Dez. 
Exactly. All right, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take an early break. When we come back, we're going to get to y'all, because I feel personally like Derek doesn't do that enough. Uh, Amber, we're going to do Twitter questions. If y'all want to call in, the number's 214-872-2102. We'll be right back. We'll hear from y'all. Let's do it. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit Stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back to the break. Hey, we're back on the break. And Amber, do you know? Do you know what a true cowboy loves? No, tell me. He loves his freedom. Oh yeah, how yeah. so? Well, Tommy John gives you that freedom. It's a feeling, of freedom where it counts with a contour pouch that nestles you in fabrics you can barely feel. Just if you were wondering. Nice. I wish I could feel how that feels. <laughs> I mean, Am- Amber, you can because you can sc- shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20 for- 20% off your first order. And honest, I think I think you would enjoy it, even if it is marketed toward nice. men. It's very comfortable. It is. It's my birthday. Is it soft? It's so it's, it's like wearing nothing at all. Yeah. It, nice. It's my birthday. And if, if anybody felt like sending me some, um, you can just mail it to the star. That would be really nice. I appreciate it. There you go. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a phone call, Kent, from Chris in Virginia. Chris, what's going on? Hey, fellas, happy holidays. Thanks. Hey. How you doing? And uh, happy birthday and happy late birthday to Brian. Thank you. I, twe- I tweeted you guys, or I tweeted you the other day, Dave, man. I'm a huge fan of you and Brian. You guys do a great job. All y'all do a great job. Really appreciate that, man. Um, I think I got some Tommy Johns in my, uh, my stocking. I think I peaked. There you go. Good for you. It's going to um, be a great Christmas. Um, I got two quick questions. Um, um, L.C. Um, Collins, he came out in the same draft as Flowers, right? Would that be Trey Flowers? 
No, the flowers. Um, the flowers right from tackle the, the, for the Giants. The Giants. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, that Eric was, Flowers. Yeah, Eric Flowers. That was, that it, was Sheriff it was and Sheriff. Fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Sheriff yes. and 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 Flowers and yes, absolutely. And, Collins was in that draft. Right. Yes. Do you do you think the Giants were targeting him until all that 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 negative stuff came out about him that I don't believe at all? I have it on very good authority that uh, actually, well, maybe the Giants, but the Redskins too. Right. Lyle maybe goes as high as five if none of that happens. Yeah. I think what happened, I think what happened real quick is that when the, when the Redskins took Sheriff, boy, that messed up the, that messed up the Giants. Yeah. And then they said, okay, let's take the next best tackle they felt like, but there were so many questions about Collins that they couldn't do that. Now at the time, Tom Coughlin was a coach there. So that's a you know he's a kind of a Big Ten guy. He's that he likes that that kind of a player. The Giants traditionally have drafted offensive linemen from the Big Ten. If you go all the way back to like Jumbo Elliott and those guys from Michigan and things. So yeah, it, it, they were they were looking at now if Collins wouldn't have had the problems, I feel like that he would have been a top ten pick, no question for sure. Yeah. Um. Add one more thing: that the two-year deal he got. Do you think that was just like a prove-it deal, or he's going to demand a lot more money after how he's been playing the last couple weeks? I don't think of it so much as a prove-it deal. I think of it as a let's be fair to you type of deal. Uh, I mean, you know, the Cowboys got him for undrafted money, which is you know absurd when you think of the talent level. He started a season for them. Uh, he lost his job due to injury. And then, you know, so you're, you're entering year three of what should have been a top 10 year without having uh, made a ton of money. And then obviously they promote him to starting right tackle. And I, yeah. think, I think it's one, I think it was about the potential that they saw in him to be a quality starting tackle. And then on the other side, hey, we know you are vastly under earning what you're worth. So we're going to throw you a bone and we're going to give you a short deal that will allow you to maximize your worth in a couple of years. I think this was a goodwill deal. Yeah. That kind of say, okay, in the future, let's see how you're going to play. And if you continue to play on the trajectory that he has been, then it, then it becomes, okay, well, we've got to figure out something to do long term. And, and he'll be in line. But for, it keeps him he, happy. Right. Because it, it they're going to get Zach Martin done. Right, and that would okay, be th- then you'll good. have then you'll have all four of your linemen done, but and if, that's good. If Lyle keeps playing the way he's playing, yeah, then it he's, might he's yeah. going to be a tough guy to sign yeah. when that deal does come up. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, thank I you. Wish, I, oh. I wish some fans would understand how the cap works. You can't keep them all. You got to let some go. But I don't. I don't want to let them go. They're going to learn that about Anthony Hitchens. That's, that was a mailback question yeah. that we had this morning because they drafted they drafted Jalen Smith to play Mike linebacker. And I think that's I think that's where people are going to have a really hard time. This is going to be very similar to what happened to Barry Church, in my opinion. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that they're just going to let a player like him walk because they're going to have to figure out some other things to do. And uh, my last question, guys, and I appreciate everything y'all do. Um, that uh, safety that um, the Raiders got, I think it was, was it Mal- Malafonwu. I can't pronounce it. Oh, yeah. Malafonwu, Malafonwu. Yeah, yeah, Connecticut. I really wanted him. How's he been looking? And I'll take it off the air, and you guys have a happy holiday, and I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Yeah, I haven't seen Thank him much at all. I was going to say, yeah. we didn't even talk about him. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because we thought he was a guy that had, because of his size, had the ability to cover that yeah. he was going to get more of a play, but he has not shown up. Didn't he hurt for most of the year or something? He's, I, I honestly don't know the answer to that, but I, I just he I, he's still or something yeah he's like still he's still in, I think he's, that's actually right. He's still in the mix with the Raiders, but you do not in the games I study you do not see him involved in a lot of their plays. I'm, I'm, I want to take a question from Amber, but I kind of I love talking salary cap stuff. I kind of want to go back to that if we have a minute. But Amber, what you got for us? Well, since you guys were talking about Anthony Hitchens, in case yeah, he okay. does indeed walk away, yeah. What um, 
draft round would that come in the whole position of See, linebacker this is fascinating to me because wait way to go that's a good job it's i, I should yeah. just i should have just trusted you to pick out a good question yeah, you did that's what i wanted to yeah, talk about did. anyway yeah. yeah i i i'm fascinated by that because anthony hitchens is he's so underrated in my opinion he's hugely underrated. he's such a big part of what they do at linebacker they're four or five and oh when they have lee and hitchens on the field right. together that's great that they drafted Jalen Smith to play Mike. He has shown some flashes of having some real ability. Yeah. But can you afford to go into next season with Jalen and Lee just being your plan? I mean, a 32-year-old no, no, uh, yeah, that yeah. gets hurt often and a guy that is not 100% back from a major injury. You, you need to see, you know, you, that's why people are already interested in the linebacker at Georgia. Yeah, you know, absolutely. As a, as, but the thing about it is he plays the same position as Sean Lee, really. That's He's going to be an off-ball will. That's fine. So, yeah, but, I mean, do you move Sean Lee? Or Honestly, do, you, do you draft him and have him, Sean Lee, I'm and, fine. and if, Smith? If you're telling me I could get Roquan Smith, let's say they pick 17. Let's yeah. say he's there. I don't know if he will be, but yeah. whatever. If you're telling me he's not a starter in his rookie year, but he is a phenomenal insurance policy for both Jalen and Sean, yeah. and he can find his way onto the field in certain packages anyway, I'm awesome with that. And then, So then you're grooming a future Will to hopefully play next to Jalen, but he can also be a quality replacement for both of those guys. What position on this team do you have the most trouble with? Just the position. You have to name any players. What what position bothers you? I mean, it would have to be safety. The safeties bother. See, that's. I mean, everybody's going to have this. Is going to be a, this is going to be a fun discussion this year because I think you would be different than maybe what I would be. We're all going to come up with something because I feel like we need you could, a lot of things. Yeah, so I'm yeah. saying. That, I mean, you 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 say okay. What can we can you can you live with Jalen Smith and Sean Lee and not a first round linebacker, Dave? I can live with Jalen Smith if he's playing at his best, yeah. which we've seen maybe 40% of the time. See, that's year. what everybody's thinking. They're thinking that Jalen Smith in 2018 should, ho- should make that. That's, But that's a that's a projection. I was going to say, I hope that's true. But can you go into the year just oh, you based know, they on will. hope? They, they, no, I know they will. I told, I said this on our yeah, show yesterday. Yeah. I can picture it in my mind so clear. Like in February, we're at the, we're at the combine. Stephen and Jerry are telling us that, like, no, like Jalen's great. He's going to be fine. And yeah. like, no, we don't have a backup plan. Yeah. Like this is going to. And be then great. we get to the draft, and we're all like, why didn't they draft a linebacker? Exactly. Yeah. The surgery. I mean, I don't know much about surgeries and stuff like that. How it all works, but the surgery he got is that one of those things that you could. You know, you could re-injure yourself all the time, but is that sure. something that has a lot high stakes of re-injuring yourself? See, the, the thing that, and that's a great, that's a good question because they they feel like though with the regeneration of the nerve that he'll get that quickness back. Now he might not be what he was at Notre Dame, but he might be a guy that oh wait he, he's and starting to make more burst plays. He's starting to run guys down he's again. Starting- I would argue we've seen that from time to time, especially yeah. Oh no, you have in this stretch when Lee and Hitchens have been healthy and he's only being asked to play twenty or so snaps per game. You've seen that burst, and when he gets there, he hits like a ton of bricks. Right. I love him when he's playing great. I right. just I can't go into a season trusting that that's going to be the case. Are you more scared of him or not drafting somebody? I'm more scared of not having a fallback plan. Let's put so you want to draft somebody. I you do. need to. I just made my decision. You have to draft somebody. And 
and like I said, hey. You have to. Sean Lee, he's so important. He's so good. <laughs> but how, how he's, he'll be 32? I mean. Oh, no. I, I mean, I, linebackers, guys, linebackers are the running backs of the hey, of defense. Like, they don't. We got to show every Friday during the offseason. Yeah. You guys are more than welcome to show up, Garcia. You don't play well, You don't play until you're 40 when I'm you just, play linebacker. Yeah. I'm just thinking of, for example, the whole Zeke situation. The Cowboys knew about it. Forever, right? Oh, that's true. And then we saw how they struggle and the whole team went down. Now, it, we are at a point that we know the linebacker situation. Yeah. So it better get addressed and yeah. taken care of because once that happens and Sean Lee comes down again or something, oh, they knew that this could happen. They yeah. Didn't do okay, well, then let me ask you guys this. What's your priority assigning Anthony Hitchens? I, I mean, I'm, we're all we're all coming up with great ideas. Amber's like, let's draft. Dave's like, let's draft. Here's the thing. But what about what about what would you do? Who would you sacrifice to keep Anthony Hitchens? It's he's a high priority, but it's just low level realistic. You know, like I wouldn't think it was realistic. You just told me they don't lose football games when him and Lee play. How am I supposed to put aside twenty five to forty million dollars to re-sign him? And I I don't know what the price tag will be, but yeah. it will be a lot of money. That's and you're already you're you have to tag Demarcus. You Long. get rid of Scandrick to uh, you get rid of Scandrick to take his money to to do that. And then you're just robbing Peter to pay Paul. I'm asking you, you, do you would you read, who do you take? I'm not okay. I, I I was unfairly took Scandrick out, but I'm just trying to think of guys. You got the only reason hey. I did that because of the young secondary, the young secondary. That's the only reason why I took Scandrick out of the mix. I would be willing to bet that the savings on doing something like that still wouldn't be enough to really cover your costs. Like I, I think Anthony Hitchens is going to be paid well this offseason. We thought that about who do we else we think of? T. Will. T. Will had a much. We were thinking T. Will was going to make eight million dollars. So much for that. T. Will had opportunities to get bigger deals, and it just didn't work out. I mean, those, you think? Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Are, you, are you reliably reporting this? Or are you? What are you doing? I hear you speculating. I hear stuff. You hear stuff as he takes. It didn't a, work out. Why? Yeah, there you go, Amber. Nice follow up. I just leave me alone. Just, <laughs> just say, like he he said it himself when he signed here. He took less money to come back. He he pended his loyalty. That's what he said. He who took, would you sacrifice on? Who would you sacrifice we'll see on this if, um, team? Dez get, has that same loyalty. Oh, hey. Ooh. I'm just. I'm, hey. Oh no, no. I'm I, just saying. No. We're, that's another Try. one we, we're gonna have to find out. You soon. trying to get Dez to take a pay cut, Amber? Something's gonna happen, and I assume. I don't know. The way it's hey, what she's bringing the sauce today. The way it stands right now, I just, I just don't know that you have the money on the books to get a deal done with a guy like him. But you guys are telling me I have to go draft a guy, but I already got a guy I know can play. It's cheaper to draft a guy. Okay, the but is he a better thing, player? The same thing that they just did in the secondary. She just said that we got a lot of needs. Of what course, they all teams in the NFL have needs. Is linebacker your number one need? Honestly, I think I probably agree with Amber. I think it's probably safety, number one overall, just in terms of like, because. Whoa, whoa, again, wait, wait. You drafted Byron Jones. You're going to move <laughs> Byron Jones? Byron Jones is entering a contract year. Okay. That's what I'm saying. You don't think he. Gets... Are you keeping Byron Jones? Oh, I'm are keeping you... Byron Jones, but the problem is. Are you picking up his option? No, I'm not. All right. There we go. That's what I'm saying. So you need to address the future of the position, do you not? Yeah. You probably want to upgrade your starters, do you not? Yeah. All right. I'm with you on that. <laughs> okay. But you're but you're telling me though that my I know I got a starting linebacker that I know is reliable that can play two spots. Right. But you guys just want to kick him to the curb. 
I don't want to kick him to the curb. I want to. She does. He's talking my money wise. It's oh, all I about know. money. Oh, I know that. But I'm trying to. She brought up uh, a couple receiver, a receiver. I brought up a corner. Is there anybody else that you would say, ah, uh, maybe move on, move on? We don't need. We need that. We can use that money elsewhere. <laughs> Nobody that immediately jumps out to me, to be honest with you. Really. I, am I forgetting somebody? No, I'm just Please saying. enlighten me. No, you're going to have to give that right, that left defensive end, a lot of money. Is that a, is that a, is that a, is that a, uh, you got to pay Lawrence. You got to pay Irving. About David Irving. Okay. You got to pay you, Zach. Can you afford, can you afford to give David Irving a high tender? Okay. Yes. Would you rather have David Irving or, or, or Anthony Hitchens? I'd rather have Irving again because it's cheaper. He's a restricted free agent. You don't have to compete with the market to keep him. Are we keeping DeMarcus? Yes. But you, you don't have okay. to tender. You don't have to tender that guy. You don't. But so uh, if you give David Irving a first round tender, you're paying him something like five million dollars. And if whoa, some, whoa, what are you going to pay Anthony Hitchens? You think you have to pay him five million dollars? Anthony Hitchens, you're going to have to. I would guarantee. Okay, even let's say even if he gets a T will deal, let's say he gets way less than what I think he's. And worth. you're cheerleading for that. That's still, but that's still 10, four million dollars a year, but right? It's ten million in guarantees. Yeah, that's so. I mean, like you're talking about significant. But you're telling me I'm not cap. losing games with him. Why are you doing this to me right now? <laughs> like, you know the way this works. You won't stop. <laughs> Amber, do you have any other questions from Give him a break. He, Seriously. It's his birthday, it's Brian. my birthday, Come on. damn it. He wanted Jeez. to host the show today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, here is a question about Damian Wilson. Yeah. What has been the impression of him, and mm. do you guys see the team improving the Sam? Oh, there you go. There you go. Two thoughts. One is that, Sam linebacker doesn't even like have a huge role on this team the way it is right. right now. I mean, on Sunday, I thought it was funny. They announced their starting lineup in nickel. They didn't even bother yeah. with a Sam linebacker. And you're going to see a lot of nickel this week, too. On the other side, based on the training camp he had, you thought he'd be better, didn't you? There's a lot of guys I thought that, Dave. Yep. Well, that's why you're seven and six right now. Yeah. yeah. But I thought, I thought he'd be better. I thought he'd have a bigger role. Like, he was everywhere in training camp, even in the preseason. Are we finding out that the linebacker position at a whole needs to be redone? I think Sean, Sean masks a lot of problems, and Hitchens, too. But you also said his age. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's a concern, for sure. It is, yeah. I mean, for two years, Sean stayed healthy after the move to Will. Yeah. You can't say that anymore. He's missed half the year whoa 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 oh this year but yeah. last year he missed a game just because but of I'm, a, a I'm, healthy scratch i remember two years ago when people would complain about sean lee's injuries you would say that's bs he's been healthy since he moved to will but the but will but missed. the will move has actually been beneficial for of him. of course it has yeah but my point being is that the injury issues have cropped up again yeah. this is another season so if he's played eight seasons four four of them have been significantly marred by injury yeah with injury. yeah I mean, so that's something you got to think about. And Anthony Hitchens, it's possible he stays here, I suppose, but I wouldn't bet on it. So, yeah, I mean, linebacker is a big concern for me. Okay, so now what we sound like, what I'm gathering from everybody here is, we're going to do with the linebackers what we did with the secondary last year. I wouldn't bet against it. Draft, just draft two or three guys. I think that Most likely, yeah. Yeah. I think. I that, mean, you're just going to switch, you're going to flip that position like you did the 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 safety and the cornerbacks. But the difference is, I think you got Sean Lee as your pivot. You have Sean Lee to hold everything in place, hopefully, knock right. on wood. And then, and then Jalen Smith. And you can't you, I'm not you can't bet on Jalen Smith, but I'm not going to bet against him either. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he deserves every chance to con- continue way to, to ride the fence there. Grow and develop. It's not riding the fence, that's common sense. <laughs> you're riding the fence. No, you're just trying to provoke me and it's working. <laughs> Any other questions? <laughs> the- 
thoughts on Kayvon Fraser? How do you guys expect this team to start using him in the future? Actually, I had I had one talking point that I wanted to hit on, so this is a good segue. Just the safeties in general. She wants new ones. Well, I mean, well, how do you feel? I'll tell you what. I, I feel like, though, that you, you, you need to figure out what Xavier Woods is. Yeah. And I worry about Xavier Woods as a tackler now, to be honest with you. I think we've seen him miss some tackles that he should have made, you know? And I... I love the coverability. I love that aspect of him, but I need him to be a better tackler. If I'm going to play him full time, I need him to tackle better. And so Jeff Heath, I thought Jeff Heath played out of his mind the other day. He, I think that was one of his best two or yeah, three games. Yeah, yeah, ten tackles, and, and just not because of the numbers, but he'd be in a good position in coverage. Things Does he that had, ease down everything that you've seen from him this season? Oh, overall? one game. This is where I'm going to get your point there, Garcia. The thing with Kayvon Frazier, we saw really the one good game, you know, where yeah. and 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 I'm still trying to figure out who busted on that 35 Evan yard Ingram. pass that yeah. Evan Ingram route because I'm kind of thinking, well, maybe Sean Lee busted. Well, guess who else was involved? Kayvon Frazier. Mm-hmm. So you get people to kind of say a little two things there, but you know, one game with Kayvon Frazier playing against the Redskins being good. Now, how about some? two or three games in a row. Don't miss tackles. Don't overextend. Be where you need to be. You know, I, I, I'm I all for playing him, but I'm also all for figuring out, though, that, hey, how about a little bit more consistent guy? I think that's probably – that's a problem that I would bet every NFL team except for, like, Seattle when their guys are healthy yeah. and, like, Eric Berry. Like, maybe five teams in the league feel great about their safeties because I look at the Cowboys and I'm like, you've got two guys who hit – well and are around the ball and you've got two guys who cover better and have problems you know tackling and byron like jones byron and xavier better in coverage yeah miss tackles take bad angles from time to time Kayvon Heath and Kayvon and heath hit like a ton of bricks and are around the ball don't, who's the best don't tackler the of the four probably heath yeah if he can get there yeah yeah that, yeah. yeah he's your best best tackler who's your best cover man Byron, depending on the situation, I still like I Byron like, down low or Byron having by, no, to carry guys up the field. I, Byron down low, Byron cut, taking tight ends and stuff like yeah. that. I like that better. Which you got four guys who can do part of the job well. You don't have anybody that can do it all. Which you know, if you want that guy, you probably got to draft him in the top twenty. Bigger concern them are the linebackers. Mm. I mean, she said. I, mean, I know she wants to change that. She said you have to draft linebackers now. And I, I don't, and I don't disagree with you, but you, you, you did I've throw been, out the safety out there. I think I've seen more f- concerning things from the safeties okay. this year. From when, yeah, watching no. the game, the safeties are yeah. the ones that upset me the most sometimes. Cuss, cuss the most in Spanish on that one? I don't Amber, Amber takes it <laughs> I keep my mouth clean. <laughs> I don't believe you. Not at all. I think <laughs> the starters bother me more at safety. Like, you've got good linebacker starters. Even if Hitchens leaves, Jalen Smith can be a good player. More but. disappointed in what you've seen with Smith at linebacker or what you had with – Here we go again. No, no, Smith or what you've seen from Byron Jones or Woods. Oh, I, I mean, Byron Jones. He had this amazing training yeah, camp. Yeah, training camp. That's all we talked about. We were and, doing periscopes. I mean, we, and, went, we went into the season. And I, feel, I thought yeah. we did a good job of tempering our expectations on Jalen. I mean, he had a good training camp, too. But, yeah, I would throw Byron in there. 
But uh, him and him and Malik Collins were two guys that fooled me. We talked about but Malik's been hurt this year. I don't want to dog him for that, but I mean, you're right. I thought he would have nine sacks this year. But wow, you guys do a fast show. Yeah. Anyway, that was a fast hour. Thank you for joining us yeah. on this episode, Brian. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Great discussions. I hope everybody enjoyed that. Derek and Nick will be back tomorrow. Until then, uh, we are on a 23 and a half hour break to quote around the horn. But uh, see y'all tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?